What's up, fools? This is Nigel McGuinness. This is Ring of Honor's Adam Cole. This is the king of old school, Steve Carino. This is Nick and Matt Jackson. What up, what up? This is your boy, ATH. Hey, this is TJ Perkins. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mike Mondo. This is God's gift to Team Marshall. This is the Hitbox, Red Titus, and you're listening to the ROH Podcast. Or is it ROH Cast on ROHworld.com? They say they made all podcasts equal. They were wrong. These three guys are something like FBI agents. Be careful. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 94 of the ROH cast. My name's Harry. I'm the web designer and co-owner of ROHworld.com. And as always, I'm here with the other co-owner and the editor of the website. He is the podcast missionary, Stephen. Hello, everyone. And we're joined by the American Bearded Nightmare, John. Yo, how's it going? Uh, This week we're back to our usual show after we were joined by Bobby Fish last week. Um, I'd like to just quickly apologise for the audio quality last week. It was a bit poor, but you can blame Stephen and John for this because they decided to no-show due to their fear of Bobby Fish. It made the call record as a phone call as opposed to a Skype call. So it doesn't sound great, but... I still hope you guys enjoyed the uh, interview with Bobby Fish last week. So we'll kick the show off, as we always do, by talking about the latest Ring of Honor on SBG TV show from this past weekend. Um, The show began with a three-way tag team match, with the winner receiving a tag team title shot at Best in the World on June 22nd, I hope. Um, We had QT Marshall and Ardy Evans taking on Tadarius Thomas and ACH versus Caprice Coleman and Cedric Alexander. And we saw CNC pick up the win at the end with their overtime tag team finishing move on Thomas to pick up the win and, uh, well, earn a title shot at best in the world. So, John, what did you think of this week's opener? I thought it was a very fun match. It There wasn't much in the way of any kind of storytelling or psychology. It was like a quick spot fest where every wrestler got some kind of chance to shine and hit a big move. Mm. And it worked, and I thought it was really effective to kind of get the show off on the right foot, and it was... Is it really entertaining from bell to bell? Yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed this week's opener. I think it's it's sort of the perfect way to kick off a show, really. As you said, there wasn't really any story to it. It was just some good, basically a spot fest. And all guys in the match looked good. I mean, even QT Marshall, you know, he didn't he didn't seem out of place in this match at all. And him and Ardy Evans, you know, they, they do sort of work as a team in a weird way. So, yeah, nothing really bad to say about this and a, a good way to kick off the show. And I'm happy to see CNC get the title yes, shot. Yes, at last. World. Yeah. Finally. Do, do you think, obviously we'll do four predictions the week of the show, but gut reaction, do you think they'll win the belt? No. Not yeah. a chance. No. no. They've lost too many matches, haven't they, to really mm. be a credible threat. But it's it's. I'm glad that they're sort of getting the uh, recognition they deserve because they've had so many good matches over the last year or you know, 18 months since they came into Ring of Honor. They really deserve to be uh, you know, being put into some uh, big matches now. I hope they get the belts before the year's out. I think that'll be... You know, I'd like to see 2014 start with them as the tag champs, I think. I don't think that's too much mm. to ask for. Um, we then have a, a Mark Briscoe promo backstage where he says that he'll become the champ at best in the world. Um, he was then cut off by Jay, who then decided to talk about their tag team match with the American Wolves next week and that they're going to kick the Wolves' ass. So we'll find out next week. I think the exact quote is they'll kick their ass because I don't think the Briscoes ever finished any word they say. <laughs> Um, we then had um, sort of a a replay of Paul London's match against David Richards at Border Wars which maybe for me personally went on too long I know I mean I don't know how much they showed at Road Rage of Border Wars but I personally would have preferred just show the stomp but maybe that's just me being picky because I I don't have much time so I was annoying trying to skip this but um, we then go to Inside Ring of Honor and we have Mark Briscoe, who says he's been picked on by his brother for 28 years now, but he's big enough to fight back and be the man. Um, Jay Briscoe says that he's proud of his little brother, but he had to beat some sense into him growing up to become the man that he is today. And uh, he'll have to do it again at best in the world. So I suppose they, they can't really do much in terms of building up a storyline here. I don't suppose they really need to for this main event match. I think I've gone on record and said I'm not that excited by it but there's not really much else they can do is between these two heading into the the pay-per-view 
No, the best way is to build up it, build it up as like a sibling rivalry, like they're doing. Mm. Uh, we then have an in-ring segment with Nigel McGuinness, who is with uh, Michael Elgin and Paul London. He says that London uh, basically has a concussion. Unfortunately, isn't able to compete, so the match that was scheduled between those two won't happen. But it'll happen again at a later date, I believe they said. Um, and we then have QT Marshall and Ardy Evans cut off Paul London before he can say anything. Um, and they basically say that they want the tag team titles because Red Dragon weren't able to make it to Border Wars. Um, and they were then interrupted by Tommaso Ciampa. Um, Tommaso Ciampa basically beats the crap out of both of them. Um, I believe he gave Evans a back fist and then Cutie Marshall tried to escape, but Ciampa caught him and gave him with an air raid crash on the ramp. And then he ran back in the ring and gave uh, the Hardy Evans the Project Ciampa. And Elgin tries to leave, but was stopped by Champa, and they have a stare down, and it's been announced that they'll still be having a match at best in the world. So it, it looks like he's done with uh, QT Marshall, doesn't it? Which is a good thing, I think. That was a feud nobody really was nah. really excited about. So just to kind of blow it off like this was the best case scenario for everybody involved. Mm. And then we get to our main event, which is a triple threat match with the winner receiving a TV title shot against Truth Martini at Best in the World 2013. We have BJ Whitmer taking on Mike Bennett, taking on unbeatable Jay Lethal. And I don't need to say who the winner was. I just said it in the uh, in the introductions there. So, John, what did you think of the main event this week? Well, Jay Lethal hasn't been unbeatable as of late, but he finally got back to his winning ways in this match. But the entering action, I honestly don't remember a single thing about this match. But the commentary between <laughs> Steve Carino and Maria was amazing. That alone makes it worth watching this match for, with Steve Carino just basically creeping on Maria so hard through the entire time. Is it was it as bad as what McGuinness used to do or No, this was this was uh this was more funny than creepy, I guess. Okay. That's it was like more over the top. Like how, just like him expressing how much he loves her, basically. <laughs> but it it was the match. I I guess it was good. I can't I can't remember. But the commentary saved this, and it was a I guess a good way to end the show. I honestly don't remember anything <laughs> from this match. Um, what do you guys think about Jay Lethal getting a TV title shot? Do you think the unbeatable one will strike again, or will the title shot kryptonite be his downfall? This wouldn't really make any sense, would it, for him to be win the TV title? In what he's already held it, he doesn't really need it, at, mm. you know, this stage. And uh, I think it would completely just kill Taven, to be honest. I, I, I don't really see him winning it. No, I, I agree. I there'll be some sort of Truth Martini shenanigans that will lead to Jay Lethal getting pinned, or maybe Scum will come out. But I don't think Jay Lethal winning the belt is uh, the best thing to do here. Um, and after the match, we actually saw. I believe there was a Mike Bennett actually attacked BJ Whitmer, and I think they've confirmed that those two are having a match at Best in the World. Which, wow! If you <laughs> if you want a match of a if you want an example of a match that sounds bad on paper, that's like the perfect example. It could be fine, but it's just a mismatch. I just of don't, style I just don't well. want to see that at all. It does not sound good. I think I I think I might have joked when we were talking about Mike Bennett the other week about how sort of uh, he's one of those wrestlers that he's. He's, he's a bit like Mondo, really. He doesn't really improve any card, but doesn't make any card worse. He just sort of fills a spot. Mm. And I think I said at the time that one of the worst matches I could think of was Mike Bennett against BJ Whitmer, and we seem to have, uh, <laughs> we seem to have it now. Especially on iPay-per-view. I mean, as a TV match to put BJ Whitmer over, it's not that bad. But really on iPay-per-view, it's... No, it's just still there. It won't be very long, and they'll get to the better matches instead. So yeah, I suppose they'll, they'll, they'll skip that, and they'll get out Matt Hardy to come and beat Kevin Steen. They'll get that <laughs> for everyone to see. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that wraps up uh, this week's Ring of Honor TV, and now we'll move on to the news, which you can always find during the week at rohworld.com. We have quite a bit of news to get to this week, and none better than what we're going to lead off with, as Adam Cole has re-signed with Ring of Honor. There was a lot of speculation that he was going to WWE this summer, but no, he has re-signed with Ring of Honor, but the details of his contract are unknown, but Stephen, I believe the 
contracts are usually for one year. Yeah, a lot of Ring of Honor contracts seem to be for 12 months. So, mm. so that locks him until next June, and that'll be it. There's no way he'll surely he'll, he'll be gone then. I'm, I'm saying this, and like that sounds terrible, actually. But I'm, I'm surprised he's he hasn't gone by now. I mean, I know he's attracted interest uh, from WWE, and he was at uh, some tryout camp. Mm. I'm I'm really really surprised that they haven't taken him already. Maybe they just think that another year on the Indies would would help him develop a bit more. And and now Ring of Honor, you know, maybe you could before give him a bit of slack with not sort of capitalising on Cole because there was all these rumours of him going so they didn't want to have a Kenny King situation but now that he's signed the contract he's locked in for a year give him the belt make him heal forget about this scum thing him joining scum won't work anymore but just have him as the heel champ I think would be would be perfect and if he does become the the uh, champion more television markets will get to see it as Ring of Honor will now air in additional markets Sinclair Broadcasting Group announced a deal to purchase Titan Television Broadcast Group, who owned four stations in three markets, for $115 million. So, Wow. That's not the we... only one as well. I know recently they've uh, they've bought a couple of other uh, stations as well, or um, sort of conglomerates. I know they spent, I think it's $350 million on one <laughs> and $99 million on another. So they're not short of cash uh, by any means, Sinclair. They, re- they really do put Ring of Honor on a... You know, they're not generous with their pocket money. They give Delirious or whoever to sort that stuff out compared to what they spend on those markets. No, but I think in a, in a way that's good because if they threw loads of cash at it and... It wouldn't make the it, money back. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't, it's not going to make the money back. And if they did throw money at it and expect a big uh, sort of uh, return and that didn't happen, then the company would be at you know, mm. risk. So I think the way that they've run it so far has been pretty shrewd. I mean, it's uh, us, you know, they, they sound like good business people, so hopefully that will continue. Mm. And uh, if you're interested in where these markets are, it includes three Fox affiliates in the Fresno, Visalia, California market, what? In, Oma- in <laughs> Omaha, Nebraska, and in Sioux City, Iowa. Okay. It also contains a CBS affiliate in Sioux City and two CW affiliates in Fresno and Omaha. So if you're in any of those cities, you will now get Ring of Honor television. If you're in any of those cities, I'm sorry. <laughs> Not that trying I know to, any of those things. Trying are, to but... offend as many as possible in <laughs> one sentence. And continuing the good news, Ring of Honor returns to Philadelphia September 20th with Death, Death Before Dishonor 11, or as Harry calls it, XI11. Well, what do you, call it? you know, last year was X10. It depends what they do with their official logo for us to mock this time. But this, is the, this is the first show in Philadelphia since last January. And wow. it will be held at the National Guard Armory. I can't yeah, believe that, that that homecoming show is that long ago. That's I remember watching it. I didn't. I didn't think it was that long ago. But that was a really good show as well. And Philadelphia's always been, you know, a great crowd. market for Ring of Honor. So I'm not. I'm not really sure they haven't gone there more often. Really. I mean, hopefully they'll start going there a bit more regularly because I think the crowd's always been there and they've always uh, been big fans of, of Ring of Honor and. Uh, Obviously, with the Shikara news coming out as well, I know they're based in uh, Philadelphia, aren't they? So maybe there'll be sort of scope for some more wrestling shows there. Hmm. So with that being set for, what was it, September, you know, mid-September? September 20th, yeah. Do you think we'll see another eye pay-per-view between then and Best in the World in June, or do you think they'll leave that big gap? I, I can see one in, like, early August. Hmm. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be against them having I think it's fine with the gap personally because they're yeah. probably going to have you know glory banner in October then there'll be final battle in December so I wouldn't be against them just leaving that gap between best in the world and death before the sun at XI11 so they could make the Toronto show an i pay per view that's on they could either make the Toronto show or the Manhattan Mayhem 5 show i pay per views because those are both in early to mid August yeah, I, th- I think we discussed that last week, didn't we? I think someone sent in a question asking which of those shows we'd expect. But yeah, I, I would prefer really just to to not make either of them my pay per view, and just you know, I think the the few month gap was what they used to do, and it used to make me really sort of look forward to my pay per views. Not that I don't look forward to them now, but I think just with like the month gap, it's much more difficult, especially with the TV the way it is as well. It's much more difficult for Delirious to sort of you know build up a uh, you know 
main storyline, especially for like world title matches, like we've seen now, they've had to sort of go with a match that doesn't really have any storyline behind it just because they, they can't really do that in a month with the, mm. the schedule that they've got. So I think a three-month gap would, would be perfectly fine, to be honest. But I suppose it depends on the... Uh, you know what they want what they want to do with those shows i think the toronto one obviously it's in a new uh, building for ring of honor so whether they'd be a bit hasty in uh, sort of running an ipad view from a building they've never run before uh, obviously new york always as well so i think if either of them the new york one's probably more likely but i, I wouldn't be uh, against them just uh, you know leaving a bit of a gap and as per the norm for the ipad view scheduled Philadelphia also hosts a television taping the next day, September 21st. But before we get to Death Before Dishonor, there's still at least one eye pay-per-view beforehand, and that's Best in the World 2013, June 22nd, in Baltimore, Maryland. And as we've already discussed, there's been four matches announced uh, within the last few days for the show. So I'll just quickly run through those, just to re- just to jog everybody's memory. In case, <laughs> in case, in case you've talk- forgotten the last five minutes. Well, maybe skip the ones we've already talked about. What what else has been announced? Or did we talk about all of them? We talked about all the recent ones that well, have been announced. Well, there we go. If you were paying attention, you will know the four new matches. If not, you should have been listening. <laughs> just you skip back. <laughs> yeah, you could always just rewind. <laughs> but there has been a huge amount... A huge <laughs> match announced. Did I just combine match and announce there? Go ahead. There has been a, but there has been a huge match announced for the Baltimore TV taping the day following Best in the World. It's a steel cage warfare match pitting Ring of Honor versus Scum. And there are some pretty big stipulations. If the Ring of Honor team wins, Scum will disband, and Steve Carino will have to do whatever Nigel McGuinness wants. But if Scum wins, Carino will take McGuinness's job and become the new matchmaker. The participants are not yet known, but this is a massive match for a television taping. That is, yeah. Why is this on TV? It should be on iPay-Per-View. Especially Still Cage Warfare. Stipulation. I'm going to get for free. That's, but, yeah, that's, that's the sort of match people would buy on iPay-Per-View just to see, though. And the, the other thing I was thinking is that why are they doing this this early? I mean, how do they end... I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that they're not going to end the feud here because there's still plenty of mileage in it, in my opinion. And ending Yeah, it Matt Hardy's got to get the world title first. Exactly, so. yeah. And... I mean, how do they end this feud? And you know, how long are they going to drag it on for? They drag it on to final battle. How are they going to end it if they've already used a steel cage warfare match? How are they, how are they going to end it? I mean, maybe. surely the, st- the steel cage warfare should have been the final match. That should have been winner takes all. It should maybe, have had this stipulation, this but it. it should have happened way down the line. Maybe this is it. So no, I don't. It's in my opinion, it still hasn't got to the next level. There's something still. It needs to take another twist, another turn to. Mm. I, I don't think that it's such a bearing angle that I just don't see them ending it this quickly. Because no, I just I don't see that, and I just don't know how they're going to end it now. Because how, how do you you know how do you go sort of bigger than a steel cage warfare match? Fight without honor, but I mean, is that really bigger than a steel cage warfare? Ladder or? war. Right. Yeah, but I mean ladder. War, but I don't think the Scum and Ring of Honor feud really lends itself to a ladder war, does it? It's not sort of that sort of feud. I think a steel cage warfare was would have been. I think at the start of the feud, everyone was saying that it would end with that sort of match. Yeah. So why they're having it in sort of the middle of the feud is a bit strange. Very, very strange. I don't know. Who do you think will be the you know the eight participants? On, on Scum, it's probably quite easy to guess. Jimmy Jacobs, Cliff Compton, Rhett Titus. Rhino. And Rhino. Seeing as they haven't got anybody else. Yeah, because Hardy's competing in the title shot that show. Yeah, so I can't And Jimmy that. Rave has, we think, gone. Disappeared. Um, Steve, maybe Steve Carino will wrestle, but I, I doubt it. I that. doubt it. No, he'll be on the outside. On he'll probably get involved. For Ring of Honor, I mean, uh, I mean, Elgin, BJ Whitmer, Lethal. Not Adam BJ Fugier. Whitmer. He'll, he'll, he'll have you know the opportunity to <laughs> you know win the match. He'll just stand there going, hmm, what shall I do with this? <laughs> shall I win this match or shall I not? Yeah. So maybe maybe they want to pick. Maybe some... Adam Cole is in Team Ring of Honor and he he yeah. loses the match and goes crazy and turns heel. Yeah, but that's an eye pay per view moment. I don't want to see it on TV. And read about. They're, they're doing this match yeah. on, on TV. You know, so I'll read the spoilers and then in four weeks I just won't watch it. I mean, <laughs> and that's the annoying thing. It's, we're all going to know the result. I want to watch this kind of match live. This should be this should be on eye pay per view. I mean, we, are they think are we, they thinking that they you we, know it'll take like, ages to set up the cage and that it won't lend itself well to eye pay per view? That's the only reason I well, can then think. Do of. It at, then do it immediately after intermission. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Do it after intermission, so it gives them. If they take, you know, 
40 minutes for intermission just to set up the cage, that's fine. If we're going to see that match, then that's... Well, it takes like 40 minutes to set up a cage. That's kind of... Exaggerated, isn't it? Surely you don't say... Well, I went to a TNA a long house time. show once and it took ages to set it up, but... Yeah, I mean, like... You know, they could... I don't think that's the excuse to not do it on iPay-Per-View. I mean... What, what, we, what, we... Else, what other excuse could they need? Because it's a full time. Sell tickets. Sell tickets to the TV tapings. Because every single time they've done this, you know, double shot weekend, the second night hasn't sold as well. Nowhere near as well. So they're just going to get more buys. I on. guess so, but I just... And I, don't know. I, don't, I just think TV sort of... ratings and you know we can't really complain about oh we're going to know the result in advance it's we don't yeah, have yeah obviously well, we, we can that's our choice and I, I get that I don't yeah. I don't mean that sort I of an suppose excuse. we're in a position where we have to read the spoilers because we run the site and report on it but for yeah the... I don't think you can use that as a as part of the argument to say like oh we're going to know the result because then Ring of Honor could say well you know just don't read the results and obviously that's you know they, they can't make good matches on TV because we're already going to know the result that's mm-hmm. that's silly but I just think you no know, this is the fourth time this match has been on in Ring of Honor you know it's such a massive match that it just seems a bit of a waste on TV but... I'd rather see that as the main event than Briscoe versus Briscoe and put the Briscoe match on TV for all I care yeah, just because it I'll, seems like more important to the whole storyline at the moment. Yeah, I'd say so. But, well, I just suppose it depends on what you know, what they've booked for that sort of match. And I don't know. I guess we'll have to just you know wait and see. Delirious has sort of done a good job, you know, the last six months or so. So I'm a bit disappointed it's not on iPay per view, but maybe it'll make more sense once we know what's happened. John, well, moving, asleep. moving. <laughs> yeah, moving, moving on from that, I'm not sure if y'all, was, or y'all were still going to complain about seeing this match for free, but moving on, the first match announced for Night of Hoopla has been announced for Chicago in July 1st, or July 11th. Unbreakable Michael Elgin, BJ Whitmer, and Mischief will team up to wrestle ACH, Tadarius Thomas, and Athena. Okay. So, Steven, this sounds, okay. this seems like right up your alley. Ex- oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, it sounds amazing. So what, it, what this you, whole show is just confusing me. I just don't really, I just don't really get it. Are we going to be able to see it on, on demand, or is it going to be on DVDs? It's just like a house show, isn't it? And we'll just be able to watch it on the site for like fifteen quid, but fifteen dollars rather. I'm assuming. All we know is there's big matches, and one fan is assuming the hoopla hoodies are going to get naked. So <laughs> tune in. But surely that, that can be the only. Because they keep saying it's like an adult show, and that. Well, no, because kids are welcome to the actual show. Oh, all oh, right. I know the same parental guidance is. Yeah. Oh, maybe it's not, yeah, maybe it's just going to be a, a normal house show then. No, that's disappointing. What were you expecting? Well, you know, I've heard these crazy stories from Michael Algin. I don't know what I was expecting. <laughs> and there's been two new articles by Dave. Uh, one's about Tommaso Ciampa, the other about ACH. And it's basically just about their places in Ring of Honor and where they can go in the future. They're good reads, so check them out. But finally, last but not least, the biggest news to come out of this week is that Prince Nana had a WWE tryout prior to last week's Monday Night Raw. Yep. Oh, I hope he gets into WWE. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, I do as well. It'd be sad to lose him from Ring of Honor, but he's that good. He could be a great manager on, you know, Raw or SmackDown or whatever. I'm assuming they'd put him with Kofi Kingston, for example. But it just, it'd just be fantastic to see him on a, you know, big show like that and earn a lot more money and to get to sing his song and <laughs> it'd be fantastic. Yeah, he's not been on Ring of Honor, for, you know, for a while anyway, so he, he wouldn't be a, a massive loss. But no. I was kind of looking forward to him coming back and forming a new embassy, but maybe we won't, we won't see that. But yeah, I'm, I'm pleased for him personally. I think he definitely deserves it. He's probably one of the most charismatic guys, mm. you know, not in WWE at the moment, to be honest. And as a manager, he's he's brilliant. So uh, yeah, I think he definitely deserves it, and uh, hopefully it'll work out for him. And that's all the news for this week. Do you think we'll see, like, uh, you know, with all these rumors, we'll see? Ring Hana have signed Prince Nana. I'll have a photo of him signing the contract, <laughs> locking him in for another year so he can't escape. I hope so. That would be brilliant. John, isn't that something you miss from your news? 
Is there? There happens to be a show this weekend. There does happen to be a show this weekend. I did not realize we're going to do that as part of the news. Go ahead. I really really should have attended that pre-show meeting, shouldn't I have? (laughs) At at Chipotle's. Yes, yes, at Chipotle's. (laughs) So do you have... Go ahead. Yes, this Saturday, June the 8th, 2013, Ring of Honor presents Live and Let Die from Columbus, Ohio. Um, there's quite a few good matches. This card looks really good on paper. Uh, there's two special challenge matches. Uh, Adam Cole will take on Caprice Coleman. And Davey Richards will go one-on-one with Cedric Alexander. So I'm excited to see what CNC can do yeah. in singles competition. Um, there's the typical Ring of Honor versus Scum No Rules match with Jay Lethal, <laughs> BJ Whitmer, Michael Elgin versus Jimmy Jacobs, Rhett Titus, and Cliff Compton. So we pretty much know what to expect from that at this point, do- don't we? No, I was going to bring up a point, but this show is probably going too long as it is. Bring it up. Bring it up. Do you think they're doing too many matches, R.H. vs. Scum, and it's just making the storyline, each match is sort of not as important? Like, you know, the fact you said, oh, it's just another R.H. vs. Scum match. Do you think, you know... Yeah, I think I they th- need I to have at least, are. like... Yeah. yeah, I think they need to have at least one per show, though, to kind of keep it going. But, I don't know. All of them just seem to be no DQ, six-man or tag matches where they brawl outside for 10 minutes and then go in the ring, do the finishes, basically, and that's it. Well, if you want to know more, if you want to have more Ring of Honor vs. Scum matches, there's two more on this show. Go ahead. Well, as long Matt- as they're not, not all tag team no DQ matches, I'm not a problem no. with, like, Jimmy Jacobs wrestling someone. That's... No, the other two are singles. When Matt Hardy takes on Mark Briscoe. Oh, guess, no. I guess, that, I guess no. they're the next two... Uh, the two top contenders for the Ring of Honor title, despite Michael Logan being the number one contender. No, he's not. He's numbered, what is he now, number four? Number three? I he's don't know what he's. he's getting there. He'll be number one eventually. Once yeah, Matt Hardy's the, uh, the champion. Yeah, remember the pick six contenders? Yeah, we've, we've brought it back. Yeah, Michael Logan is somewhere in the middle of that. <laughs> and then Rhino takes on Kevin Steen oh, in a rematch no. of the Dex- Death Before His Honor <laughs> X10 main event. <laughs> I'm glad I won't be watching this. Just those two. I mean, sorry, the the C and C in singles sounds fantastic, but the the scum matches you've just rattled off. What was the second scum match? I wasn't listening. Sorry. <laughs> Matt Hardy versus Mark Briscoe. No, they set the other one. Rhino versus Kevin Steen. Oh, oh, that's that'd be a good match. I'm just, I, think, I, don't know if I think both would be pretty, be pretty good. I've, for some reason, I'm actually looking forward to Matt Hardy matches. Now. Oh, I have no idea why. God, I think it, it, it must have been that promo. It must have been that promo where he didn't speak. It was brilliant. <laughs> that, should, that should totally be his gimmick now. He should just refuse to speak and just pull really weird faces because his facial expressions are brilliant. <laughs> that's, the, that's the best thing about him. He should just refuse to speak, refuse to wrestle, and just pull faces on, on the side of the room. <laughs> that would be the best use of Matt Hardy ever, and I would like him to be in Ring of Honor for the rest of its days. Uh, there's a Proving Ground match with World Tag Team Champions Red Dragon taking on ACH and Tadarius Thomas. That should be a really good match. Mm, yeah, that does sound good. In the main event, Jay Briscoe defends the Ring of Honor world title against diehard Eddie Edwards. Yeah, I, I heard his match with uh, Davey was, was really good, so I'm sure that'll be fantastic as well. Speaking of that match, we're going to oh. quickly run through the results from Ring of Honor in San Antonio, Texas this past weekend. The show with no name. Um, Kyle O'Reilly defeated Mike Seidel. Bobby Fish defeated Raymond Rowe. Mark Briscoe defeated Steve Carino, believe it or not. Um, in Stephen's match of the night, Athena defeated Barbie <laughs> Hayden. Uh, How did you know? I haven't even watched it, and you already know what I'm watching tonight. I know, you know, I know you're going to be reviewing this, and you'll give it five stars. Just I've got it, aren't I? Oh, God. Enjoy it. What you can't about... skip it. You've got to review the DVD. You can't skip it. You're the one who chose this show. <laughs> yeah, you picked that one. You should have picked the Richmond one. There was no uh, Women of Honor there, I don't think. If there's Women of Honor on TV this weekend as well, I'm just I'm never turning up to RH Cast again. Uh, Roderick Strong defeated Adam Cole, and it's what was said to have been a very good match, which is as you'd expect between those two, and quite surprising that the floater, Roderick Strong, defeated Cole. I think they seem to be giving Cole some losses, and perhaps that will lead to him, you know, maybe some dissension. Yeah, collusion. He's going to snap, isn't he? And then just... Maybe some consternation? Oh. <laughs> oh dear, you don't want any of that. Because um, <laughs> the dots to that, I think. Adam Cole actually refused 
to adhere to the code of honor after the match. Oh. So is Roderick Strong face now, by the way? You know, if he's so. handshakes and stuff. I guess so. Uh, really... he, he's such a good wrestler. It doesn't really matter. Just have him. He's not been in the storyline for ages anyway. It doesn't really matter if he's face or who. He's just a wrestler. In what was some were calling Matt Taven's breakout match, he lost to Eddie Edwards in a proving match. <laughs> he lost. Uh, meaning um, there'll, there'll be a future TV title match between those two. And Truth Martini and the Hoopla Hardys weren't in attendance, which is always a good thing because it puts the spotlight more on Taven. It was said to have been a very good match and. I'm looking forward to the eventual rematch on TV, I'm assuming. And I just hope that that can happen without the shenanigans. Because obviously this was just a straight one-on-one contest and the t- the title match probably won't be if it's on pay-per-view or TV. It'll probably be on TV. And if it's on TV, I should imagine Martini and Lubla Hayes will be there, won't they? Mm. Um, then we have the unbeatable Jay Lethal defeating ACH. Said to have been another good match and. This sounds like a very good show. I can see why you picked this one, Stephen, because these last four matches... I, I only picked it for the Women of Honor match. Don't judge me. <laughs> um, then we have the typical no-DQ Texas Tornado tag team scum match as Rhett Titus and Jimmy Jacobs defeated Michael Elgin and BJ Whitman. Um, then we have the main event for the Ring of Honor world title as Jay Briscoe successfully retained against Davey Richards with the Jade Drillers. So... We're going to have a full review of this show on rhworld.com next week. And this upcoming weekend, we should have a full review of the show from Richmond titled uh, Relentless, which was main evented by Jay Briscoe versus BJ Whitmer for the world title. So head on over to rhworld.com and check out those reviews to see see what we give them. And uh, I believe now we're going to move on to the questions and topics that you sent in. There's several ways you can do this. You can tweet us at ROH underscore world. You can go on our forum, rohworld.com slash forum, or you can go on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash rohworld. And I have no idea where your song is, Steve, but now here it is. I thought you'd have, uh, you know, had my song ready. You know, it's 94 episodes now and you still haven't got it ready. (laughs) I still don't know what the files are called. (sighs) Terrible. Uh, We'll start on Twitter. Um, We've got a few in. Um, Crystal Jacks 26 says, Great RH cast last week was one of my favourites with Bobby Fish. So, well done to Harry for... You know, when when everyone just decides to bugger off the Chipotle's and you know sit there and watch the best of women of honor instead of turning up to the other job you just have to sort of i do my ball, homework Leave take me the ball and run with it you just have to take them off of the team and it shows who the you know who makes this show good um ken smells good asks do you think champa versus algin is bad news for qt marshall considering that feud was settled without an anticipated pay-per-view match i think it's good news for marshall <laughs> that we don't have to moan about him on pay-per-view. No, because, as John said, no one wants to see that feud. That match probably wouldn't be very good. I don't think it, that those two would pair up very well. Whereas him with R.D. Evans, that's tolerable. And you can put him in you know, tag matches with C&C or whoever, and you know there will be decent matches. Whereas this whole, having a whole feud between Champa and Elgin, uh, I mean, sorry, Champa and uh, Marshall, I don't think would have been... You know, that, anything we'd look forward to. Oh, I, I completely agree. Yeah. Um, at Joe Dittmar has got a couple of questions. Uh, Jay Briscoe needs a legit contender to feud with to give his title reign momentum. Who do you guys think it will think it should be? Oh, it's a bit late now. He's losing it in a few weeks to Matt Hardy. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, second yeah. stuff on that. <laughs> Am I like not in four on taking a stand because? I didn't want to bring sure this up, but I'm just going to do it anyway. Last week, I took a stand saying I'd see the TV show, and I only <laughs> saw half of it. Like Even when I take a stand on something where I'm in 100% control of the result, <laughs> it, still, it still doesn't happen. You're just destined to just always fail when taking a stand. Listen, if every single title match, I just say, so-and-so's going to win and turn heel, then I'll just get there eventually. 
his other question is, do you guys watch any indie wrestling other than ROH? Do you guys not have an answer to that last question, by the way? Oh, um, no, I have to agree with you. I think you'll be losing it soon. Uh, he's, I think his reign was always going to be sort of a transitional one. Mm. Um, about so... which, as we, I think we said before, it's about the moment that none of us actually saw about <laughs> yeah. the actual reign itself. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, do you guys watch any indie wrestling other than ROH? I watch a little bit. I I don't. The only wrestling I watch full stop is is Ring of Honor. I just don't really have any time or I don't really have any willingness to watch any other wrestling. To be honest, Ring of Honor is enough for me. Uh, I know yeah, Harry I... watches a lot of Japanese wrestling, but you know I, I watch Ring of Honor and occasionally Raw and most of the WWE pay per views, but. Most of my time is, of course, spending Jap- spent watching Japanese wrestling, being the the master of the, the, the knowledge. The guru today. that you are. Yes. As I we you saw. a lot of TNA Impact Wrestling as well. You know, funny thing, well, I, thought, I was actually watching Slammiversary before we came on this show, but we'll not talk about that. No, let's not go yet. I was only it. watching it because TJP was in the opener, so I wanted to... Spoilers! Show. He wasn't TJP, he was someone else, damn it. Um... At Get Up Kid Punk says, any chance of getting the books back in ROH now that there's a change at the top? Absolutely not. I, I very much not in not contracted. Very, I very much doubt they'll do that. I think they explicitly said they would never sign a contract with Ring of Honor again. Yeah, you can't blame them the way they were treated. And didn't yeah. one of them tweet the other day saying that they'd signed two-year contracts with somebody? Yeah, and they are the current uh, tag team champions for Dragon Gate USA and Evolve. So oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, there's any chance of them coming back anytime soon. I mean, didn't like we had that fantastic interview with them. If you, you didn't hear that one, I'd recommend you go back and check it out on iTunes or rohworld.com when we had the books on just after they left. It was a really good interview, and it was a I real eye opener like, of how Ring of Honor works, and like, he's not very good the, at stuff. <laughs> their contracts like expired, and Ring of Honor didn't do anything or say anything. Like it's almost as if they forgot they were under contract or something. Yeah, they didn't mention them. I can't remember the specific. Not being. Sign, you know, we said like, had they contacted you about getting resigned, and they said no, they hadn't. It's almost as you say, it's almost as if they didn't even know that they were under contract. They just let, they just hadn't booked them for ages, and then when their contracts were up, that was it. We just sort of forgot about it, yeah. Yeah, and they, they yeah, a lot of the, uh, yeah, that interview was really good. A lot of this stuff they were saying about, you know, Ring of Honor behind the scenes, it wasn't uh, very flattering to Ring of Honor. So, mm. um, and you can't blame them for. Uh, you know, not wanting to sign a new a, a new contract with with Ring of Honor because from what they were told at the start, they were going to get a lot more bookings that just never materialised, and you know, getting a sort of was it hiatus, summer hiatus, or whatever it was. And, yeah, the infamous summer hiatus that those yeah. them and TJP got last year but, was a bad year, wasn't it? But it was. Yeah. We'll move on. This year's been much better. Yeah. Um, some on the forum now. Uh, KL underscore. Got a few questions for us again this week. Uh, do you think Eddie Edwards will have a second run with the RH World title? Mm, no. I don't think so. I think Eddie Edwards is a good, reliable wrestler, but I don't think he's a main event full-time wrestler. I think he'll get the tag titles again. But yes, I think tag titles is perfect for him. and I think he's a perfect gatekeeper to put other people over for the Ring of Honor title, but mm. I don't see him ever holding the title again. He just no, lacks any kind of charisma, and like, he's one of those wrestlers that I always enjoy his matches, but I never pay to see. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, that's pretty much. Yeah, I have to agree. Um, would you like to know? Would you like to feel how it is to get gored by Rhino? Well, no, because oh. it would kill me. That would be very painful. I probably poop myself when he hit me. <laughs> it doesn't take much to do that, though, does it, John? So. <laughs> No, it doesn't. Oh, all that news almost made you, made that happen earlier. So all those visits into potals. By the way, maybe the number of scum is going to decrease. Rhino will come back to WWE and become a member of Tons of Funk. I would love to see Rhino dance. No, what's Tons of Funk? It is Brodus Clay and Lord Tensai, now renamed uh, Sweet Tea. Oh, Prince Albert. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I don't think that will happen. Although, this is WWE, it could happen. Um, I think the next RH TV champion could be Jimmy Jacobs, winning the title in a triple threat match or four-corner survival. What do you think? What about a five-corner survival? They've already seen before. that. The match that I created, that Ring of Honor style. <laughs> I mean, there was a thread on the forum about maybe, do you think Scum will get all the belts and... 
if they were going to do that, Jimmy Jacobs would be the perfect one to get the TV title. But I don't know if that would do Matt Taven much good to, to lose it so early because he's not really got going yet with this TV title run. So maybe later in the year, but, you know, not yet. If Jimmy, J- Jimmy Jacobs had the TV title, who's going to hold the tag belts? Because the only other guys there are and Rhino and Oh, yeah, I suppose. But I'm not sure anyone would want to see Compton and Titus winning the tag titles, to be honest. Yeah, no, that's not gonna um, I don't think they really need to have all the bouts to for this feud. I think the world title is the only is the main sort of bout in this feud. Well, maybe that's the only way they can get this feud to have a bigger, uh, you know, payoff than a steel cage warfare. Have all the belts on the line, but I'm not really. If, I wouldn't like that. No, I'm not. No, I don't think so. Um, and at the end, he says it's in a foreign language, so I'm not sure I can pronounce it. It looks like Pozdro. Wienia Zipolski. I've got a feeling that means greetings from Poland. Please tell me if I'm right. Cause... Well, then greetings from America. Well, we're not all in America. Well, the important one is. Oh, uh, moving on from that. Um, <laughs> DX versus NWO. With Shikara with Shikara yeah, apparently closing down, do you see ROH using any Shikara talents in any capacity going forward? Especially since ROH and Shikara have a connection in Delirious. Now, John, you're the the master of Shikara. You, you know the Shikara guru. You watch all the shows. You buy all the <laughs> merch. You do your weekly podcast about it. Yeah, I've been missed Shikara show since early 2004. So, so <laughs> you've been going to them since 2004. So, who do you think Ring of Honor should bring in from Shikara as you watch it on? You did watch it on a regular basis. Well, I think I made it clear last year that I was a huge fan of Eddie Kingston, so I'd love to see him brought in more. And I think they said they'd bring him in more, they just never did. But some other wrestlers I'd love to see would be Jigsaw. He's amazing, but he still has those connections with the Dragon Gate USA Evolve mm. and, and also as Rubik's and TNA. Um, the colony of Fire Ant, Green Ant, and Soldier Ant are great. I don't think I, they'd be brought in as those. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, uh, those wouldn't work in Ring of Honor, really. But... Apparently, who are they? I'm not 100% sure who they are under the mask, but they're also apparently fairly well-known independent wrestlers. So I can see them becoming a team like that under their regular personas. Um, other wrestlers I could, I would love to see. Uh, bring bring back 3.0, the tag team, uh, Scott Parker and Shane Matthews. They had a couple of appearances last year for Ring of Honor, I think, at Killer Instinct. Yeah, they had yeah. a match against the Bravados at Killer Instinct. Yeah. And other than that, was, that, I, that was pretty go good. Ahead. And other than that, I'd like to see maybe, possibly Tim Donce is another one I'd love to see in Ring of Honor. I think he'd fit perfectly with his style of wrestling and just his personality and character and his charisma would would make him easily bring him in, make him one of the top wrestlers in Ring of Honor right off the bat, I think. I'm a huge fan of him. But there's there's a lot of talent in, in Chikara, and I'd love to see Ring of Honor take advantage of that since Chikara is apparently going... Either on a hiatus or they're gone for good. We're not really sure. That was either a very, very good bluff or I set you up as a joke and you actually do know what you're talking about. We'll never know. Of course John knows what he's talking about. Uh, I'm, I'm um, a professional. DX versus NWO's second question is, I've been hearing from some RH fans that they are upset more so elsewhere than here on the forums. Oh, uh, there's nowhere there. elsewhere. Where else is there Ring of Honor fans? The only it's Ring of Honor fans are on rh4.com slash forum. Exactly. Jeez. Um, okay, I've been hearing from some made-up RH fans that they're upset that RH is or has been promoting these live event title matches featuring Jay Briscoe versus Richards and Edwards and the BJ Whitman match to an extent that are very predictable outcomes since we all know Jay versus Mark for the world title is going to be and has been announced as the main event of Best in the World. What are your thoughts on predictability in wrestling in general and as it pertains to ROH? I have no problem with predictability in wrestling. Some of the most predictable things in wrestling are the best outcomes. Just because it's predictable doesn't mean it's bad. That's kind of like the Vince Russo style of booking. Make it unpredictable, but it's not good. So I don't have a problem with these matches being predictable, especially because on house shows, when you can see like a, bring in a casual fan... Just sees, oh, there's a title match? I might go see that now. Mm. So I think having it on the line, even if there's no chance of him losing it, is still a good decision. Yeah, I don't really see any 
you know anything against that. I mean, we've had titles won in the past on, on shows that we didn't ex- like. You know, Eddie Edwards. We ne- no one ever expected him I mean, to win the belt when he did. You, so. you look at all the current champions, and I would say all of those were quite unpredictable title changes, if you ask me. Yeah, since Delirious came in, it has been a lot less predictable. Under Cornet, it was that was the problem under, uh, under Cornet was that it was predictable and it was predictably bad. As John said, when <laughs> when when the things are you know when you predict something and it's the right thing to do, then obviously that's you know that, sometimes that just happens. But um, yeah, under Cornet, it was just it was just bad. Um, you know, I've I sort of I've always liked you know Russo's style of booking of just just having new stuff all the time but you know he does get a bit tiring after a while so on the same show you've revealed you're a Matt Hardy fan and a Vince Russo fan I'm a big Vince Russo you must be the most popular man on wrestling forums I was brought up on you know mid to late 90s WCW so you know I I was always a big fan of uh, Vince Russo and (laughs) you know after last year's Cornette running a ring of honor I think I would have rather have seen Vince Russo booking Ring of Honor than Jim Cornette to be honest <laughs> um, Falka Pat asks what are your favourite and least favourite finishers currently in Ring of Honor well, that, that is go on Finisher, finishing moves yeah finishers that's yeah. a question where I'm going to have to open the roster page yeah, yeah that's what I thought I think I, I really like Project Champa I just think that's really that sweet. is a good move yeah Infamous, I don't, I don't infamous any with the RH cast as the First ever published botch. Well, I just could not say the back it. of the knees. The back of the knees, I, I said, and it was a botch on episode one. I would recommend going back and listening to that episode, but don't. If you want to hear the botch, it's right at the end. Episode <laughs> one is just bad. Um, I don't think there's any that I'd at least really the I like. Okay, apart from when Kevin Kelly used to like say every single move was the injection. <laughs> I really yeah. like the J-Driller, but it's probably the most dangerous move any wrestler could ever do. <laughs> Let me drop you on your head without you using your hands to protect yourself. Oh, I'll tell you what my favourite is. Roderick Strong's Suplex Backbreaker. Oh, that is really cool, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of cool ones, actually. I don't think there's any sort of that I dislike. No, uh, I mean, there's none, yeah, there's none that look off the top of my head that are terrible or anything. I can't. What's oh, Bennett? What's Bennett's? Is it like that's the side? Much. Yeah, that's not great, that's okay. but it's not bad. He uses the TKO quite a lot as well, doesn't he? Um, yeah. yeah, I don't think there's any any bad ones. I know when Davey went through that spell of just using a kick to the head as a finisher, that was pretty bad. Yeah, but he doesn't seem to use that anymore, does he? Um, nah. Uh, Steen five one five zero asks, which RH icons would you like to see return to the promotion against Scum? Colt Cabana, I think. Are there any that aren't contracted? Well, yeah, I think Colt Cabana's probably one of the only ones that would... Re- I mean, mean, homicide, but he's been back so much that he wouldn't really have the same effect, I don't think. Mm. I don't think we'll be seeing Colt Cabana come back. I don't I don't either, but I think that was one of the easiest ways to really you know, push the feud on. I think when it first started that I said that at some point if they brought Colt Cabana in to be on either side, I mean, I think he would work as... Ring of Honor guy against Scum, but he also has reason really to join Scum as well. So mm. um, I think either of those could work, but it's just a case of I think so much has been said now that I just don't see both sides working together now, which is a shame. Yeah. Uh, any other? Uh, I'm trying to think of guys that, yeah, as you say, that aren't signed by TNA or WWE, um, and that would still, you know, still be good. And the only one I'm thinking of is Homicide. Is Alex Shelley under contract anyway? No, he's in Japan, isn't he? He's I think. In Japan, uh, yeah. He would be oh, obviously, here. obviously, I know that. I was just, you know, testing yeah. if you, 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 you testing, attention. yeah, yeah. Um, no, I can't really think of Loki. I mean, where, is he in Japan as well? I I read yesterday that he got released from his contract in Japan because well, there you go then. He just is stupid. Wow, well, we great, all know that. Great but... reporting. <laughs> That's a fact right there. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, as you say, there's not many out there that haven't been snapped up that would still be able to go. Um, but I think it definitely needs a sort of an injection of, of something into this feud. I can't see it ending. A in lethal Baltimore. injection. Oh, oh, is that? Oh, you, you taking another stand? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, to Facebook now. <clears throat> Adam says, "What is the best plan for Tommaso Ciampa going forward? Who should he feud with, and should he be heel or babyface?" 
I think he should be a baby face. He's somebody that the fans want to cheer, especially with now that he's just coming back from the injury. Yeah. But who should he feud with? Ugh. That's a tough one. I think this Elgin feud is a good kind of feud to establish himself back onto the roster, but I'm not sure where he could go after that. I think it's it's just going to be a one-off, isn't it? You think? This, yeah, this I can't match, match with Elgin. I don't think it'll be a feud, so to speak. Would it really make yeah, any you, sense to really well-liked faces in a feud? Do you mm. think he's too too big for the TV title? <sighs> he never oh, won it, I did he, so, before? Yeah. I think the way that they've pushed him since he came back, you know, the really good uh, you know, entrance when he came back and going straight into matches with Elgin and sort of just leaving Marshall behind, I think they've really they've really booked him really well since he came back. And in my opinion, he's sort of jumped straight to, you know, near the top of the card. So I, th- I think he's above the TV title at this point. I mean, does he get involved in the whole scum thing? Is he the guy that sort of comes, comes in and sort of really turns the tide in Ring of Honor's favour? I mean, that would really... Help him to, you know, establish him as a main event mm. guy once Scum have gone. Yeah, I think something needs to, you know, something needs to happen. Maybe in the match with Elgin that leads him to sort of hate Scum and go on this rampage to try and take them down. And you know, who knows? No, but that'd be an interesting match because who who do they book to win that match? Because both guys really need to win it, don't they? Maybe really... maybe it'll be thrown out with Scum just coming in and. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, possibly. Uh, James on Facebook says, is it just me or do you guys feel the scum and Kevin Steen angle was not utilised properly? It should yeah. have been made to feel more important in the grand scheme of the RH world. I agree. It, do you it, mean sort of Steen breaking away from scum? I or think, do you mean well, that's what I took from the question. I don't know what yeah. he was implying, but... I think the they did it too quickly, didn't they? They just turned on him like randomly like the day after he won on the TV taping, didn't they? It, it just, I don't know, it just didn't, it lacked momentum in my opinion. Yeah, I think they could have really just built it up a bit more. Um, yeah, it, it just seemed to happen really quickly, and I'm not sure really why, but I think, I th- you know, the, the other way he could have meant the question is that when Steen was part of Scum and it was just him, Carino and Jacobs. Yeah, that was the Cornette days, though, wasn't it? That was just pointless. I mean, they wanted to tear down the company but weren't doing anything to do that. Yeah. They were just having good matches, and yeah, I mean, at least since Delius has come in and, and you know, since the eleventh anniversary show, at least Scum have actually, you know, done stuff to try and actually kill the company and are doing stuff rather than just, you know, not actually doing anything. <laughs> uh, I think that's all for this week. Uh, so a lot of questions. Yeah, so another quick look. But no, I think that's that's it. Thanks for sending your questions in. Yeah, thank you to everyone who uh, who sent those in, and that wraps up episode ninety-four of the ROH Cast. We do hope you enjoyed this week's show. Um, we're only five or six weeks away, I say that because some weeks we have two, um, from RHCast 100. We're still discussing ideas, what we'd like to do on that show. If you have any suggestions on a format or who you'd like to see on the show, let us know on Twitter, Facebook or the forum. We'll be glad to take any ideas and feedback on board to make that show a, a special one because I don't think we ever thought we'd get to episode 100. So, yeah, be sure to send those in and... Uh, Thank you to Stephen and John for joining me. Thank Thank you you for having me. Thank you to everyone for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, be sure to leave a review on iTunes. And we'll see you all next week for episode 95.